Okay, hi everybody. My name is Jonathan Petridis. As you know, I'm with here with my co-host BJ Charles, and this is the Unscripted Playbook. This week, we are very, very honored to have a coworker of mine, but more importantly, a former very successful Olympian named Elise Marcotte. She is part, she was a performer in synchronized swimming, which is now known as artistic swimming. She performed at the Olympics in 2008 and 2012. She does the pair event as well as the group event. She has finished fourth three separate times at the Olympics, which maybe we can get into because that's so incredible and has managed to medal at all the other events, including Pan Ams, Aquatic Worlds and the World Cup as well. So Elise, thank you very, very, very much for coming and uh, we'll keep this quick and brief and I'll actually uh, pass it over to Beach to ask you the first question. Yeah, Elise, awesome. thanks for thanks for joining. Uh, you know, we're extremely excited to have you on, but I guess I'm going to jump into a question I'm most curious about because, I mean, the Olympics is every four years and, you know, all the training, all the, um, you know, um, I guess you could just say like the practice, the choreography, all that work it, that gets put into it. Would you like to see it maybe down to every two years or do you feel like four years is is perfect for it kind of it does it loses its luster if it's not four years i think the four-year cycle definitely makes it special so in between the year before the olympics you all always have pan am games you have world championship every second year and then you have a world cup in between every four years as well so it really makes it a nice cycle uh but it makes it that much more challenging to get to it because you have to be born the right year to have to make the team the right year to not get injured the right year so it, it adds up uh, to becoming that much more special so that when you tell your family and your friends, like, hey, I'm going to the Olympics, it's like, whoa, this is special. And right. I think as a, as a watcher, Beach, we appreciate it even more. If we watch the Olympics, we know that we're not going to see this again for four more years. It makes it that much more suspenseful, that much more interesting. Very true. And we're watching sports we never would have watched. Like, it's, it's crazy. True. In my mind, I'm also thinking like, it's just the Olympics, but like she said, there's the World Cup, there's World Championships, there's Pan, there's like, all these things in between, but imagine it was just a lip. <laughs> it would just, it'd be so yeah, ridiculous. No, that, that wouldn't be enough. <laughs> yeah. It's no, so true. Totally. I never thought of that too. I never yeah. thought of that either. I'm thinking, okay, now they just finished the Olympics. Now they have to train for three years or three and a half years, four years. That's so boring, but oh wait, there's 20 other events. Um, good opening question. Beach mine are going to be a little bit more on the lighter side as I obviously always do. Elise, can you hear the music underwater? Yes, you can. You can hear it just as well as above. So we have speakers that goes underwater and the music uh, goes through just fine. It's uh, pretty fantastic. B, did you know there were speakers under the water? I did because I actually studied a lot of this stuff before I jumped on here because I didn't want to look like an idiot. Such a like dick. This. Okay, so. fine. Follow question. Follow question. Um, can the judges see what you're doing under the water and does it matter? Um, they cannot, uh, but there is a referee that is looking to make sure we don't touch the bottom. So the pool is usually three meters deep. So when we stack on top of each other to do highlights and push one girl up in the air, the last girl at the bottom is usually about this close to the bottom. Um, if she were to touch, then it's a big penalty. So the judge can't see it, but a referee is keeping an eye on it. Have you ever wow. been caught? Have you ever been caught for that? I haven't, no. And But <laughs> okay. my, I know my girls were about this far. That's like you, crazy. You get used to how deep it is. Yeah, it's uh, it gets to be a feeling, I guess. I can't imagine being in like the group the group the group session and being that person that commits that error you're just like i just let 
my entire team down. Now we got to trade for another four years, guys. So sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful, awful feeling. Is there no deeper? Is there no deeper pool than three meters, or is that the deepest pool that exists? It's just regulatory for everything that's FINA related for all aquatic sports. So like the Michael Phelps of the world would have competed in the same pool. So it, it does have an effect on them much more for speed and speed swimming. Uh, for us, it's just making sure that it's standard to everything. So sometimes we compete in the dive tank as well, which is a lot deeper. That one, if you go touch the bottom, it'll take a while before you head back up. <laughs> oh, yeah, the diving because they go way down, eh? Pencil yeah. dives. All right. Wow. Cool. Thanks, Beach. You're up. So is, is it true that there's certain moves in artistic swimming that can cause concussions? Uh, yes. So when you throw someone up in the air, uh, if the girl falls back where she came from, okay, that would definitely easily cause a concussion. Uh, get a heel on the head, a knee on the head. Um, if you come up and there was someone over top, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities, unfortunately, for concussion. Wow. And is there something called the, the egg beater kick? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the same technique you would see in water polo or that lifeguard okay. learns as well. So okay. it's just when your legs go like this. So, yeah, so Elise, I guess we should have tell- <laughs> we should have opened up with this. We should have opened up with this. B, I'm not a strong swimmer. I know how to swim, but I'm not a strong swimmer. And to be honest with you, I struggle to do egg beater. Okay. I can't do it. I find it exhausting. Okay. Beach, I don't think you, obviously, if you ask Zero. this question, you have no idea. But whenever you <laughs> see someone in the deep end and they're not holding on to something, how do you think they're staying up in the fucking water? Egg beater. Uh, That's called treading water. That's how you stay afloat. And oh, they're I'm doing sure. that. So water polo. Mm-hmm. Did you think they were touching the bottom? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I just, I that, like, I was looking up concussions and he said like certain moves and he said the egg beater kick. And I was like, I don't know what that is exactly. Is it some special move? How is that going to cause concussions or? Yeah, so it's not that specifically that would cause concussion. It's just uh, the proximity of swimmers. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And just to let you know, I sink like a stone. It doesn't matter. Like I, I go in the pool. They're like, relax, relax, relax. (laughs) I'm down to the bottom. I cannot swim. If you're sinking, you're supposed to breach your hands down into the water and try to grab your feet and lift them up. That's what they oh, say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't hear that one. <laughs> no, you'd be down so fast. Okay. Next one for me. Um, do you know if a partner, let's both pairs and groups, at least, since you do both. I think in pairs, I know the answer. Do you know if your partner has fucked up? Do you know if your partner screwed up a choreo- screwed up some choreography or they mistimed a spin or, or groups or pairs? Really good question. Um, so if the person's in front of you, you'll see just about everything. So in front, like anything that's like within this perimeter, you'll have a really good view and you feel just about like microseconds that the arm is just a little bit like this. Crazy. Wow. And when you compete, you you guys both competed as well, but it's like if life was in slow motion. So like you see, you feel, you remember a lot more. It's, it's quite odd. Uh, in team, there's eight. So there's seven of them around you. So it's, uh you see again what's in front you feel if it was a good swim but there's not like you can't necessarily see what's going on behind you so someone could fuck up in the back row and only they know they screwed up so the six of the seven of you get out the seven of you are like yeah that was perfect and one person's like no it wasn't that was terrible (laughs) never know but that's why that's why we train 40 hours a week so that that usually that doesn't happen (laughs) okay that saves my next question and and they literally have to keep that smile on and just keep going like it's just like i fucked up I know it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, and you just got to keep going. Cause you got to keep going. Can uh, a judge miss a mistake? Elise, can a judge miss a subtle mistake? 
I'm gonna politically answer. You'd have to ask the judge. <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good answer. That's really good. I like. That's that. a really good way to handle <laughs> that. Cool. I didn't mean to put you in a political situation. <laughs> no, so no, no. Well, it's very. Like, I, some uh, judges, and same with coaches too. They'll have a sharper eyes for some things. Uh, some will see more the technique. Some will see more the timing. And it's the same thing with coaches as well. Okay. Interesting. This is really cool, man. Go ahead. Um, is there any trash shocking or gamesmanship in artistic swimming? Um, like between countries? Yeah, like trash shocking or like, you know, you're about to go in the pool and you walk by like uh, Germany and you just like stare them down like or like anything like or you get out of the pool after like a sick performance and you're just like, yeah, that's right. Like anything like that. It's more it's more the second one than the first one. So okay. it's not so much okay. the trash talking, but there's a lot of like the intimidation by the look. Like just like let's make sure we look unified, we look organized, we show up on the pool deck and like we know what we're going to do here. Right. And uh, yeah, so like what we used to say a lot is like we were going to war. So like we show up there and like we just want to go and destroy all the other countries. So it's, it's a weird analogy to do in such a artistic sport, but <laughs> for us that was a feeling. It's, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm picturing in my head. It's like let's do this, let's crush them. We're going yeah, to war, yeah. and then like that, like polite, gentle music comes on. It's like oh. Okay. Oh, and their smiles are like yeah. ear to ear. Yeah. They got yeah. makeup. Yeah. They look like I'm, the happiest people in the world. I'm they- going to destroy you today. You are going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, I, I like guess, that. Beach, I, I don't mean to steal one of your questions here. No, but, go for um, Do you still get nervous? I think this is a good way to segue into the, okay, you're walking up. You see Germany has just left the pool. I don't know why we're picking on poor Germany. But <laughs> poor Germany. Yeah, Germany is not that strong in synchro. Okay, <laughs> Russia. Russia? Is Russia big? Okay, yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah, Russia. Okay. 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 I watched some videos. I'm not going to lie. I watched a few routines at least. I saw yours. I actually watched yours from Rio. Awesome. Uh, I think it was real. What, did you no, do pairs? Did, did you do pairs in Rio? I didn't swim in Rio, so that wasn't me. What was the one I you did retired. pairs? You did pairs. London in 2012. London. Okay. Um, how nervous are you when you walk up to the edge of the pool and I notice that you guys do a routine kind of a little bit of outside the pool intro kind of uh, routine? Yeah. Yeah. Are you Olympic level scared, nervous, anxious, or are you like, I am equally as nervous now than I was um, performing at Pan Ams? So you just thinking about it, talking about it, I have goosebumps. So like, oh, that gives you an best. idea of like bringing it back. Good um, goosebumps or nervous goosebumps or like jacked up goosebumps? All of those. Okay. <laughs> Mix okay. all of those together and that looks like that. So obviously like world championship, Pan Am Games, I competed in solo at junior worlds as well. Everything is stressful because the sport is so hard. Like you're go- you know you're going into it for like a solid three minutes of pain. Um, your heart rate's at 180. Uh, like you want to you, you wanna vomit from halfway through and you know you have to keep going because it's so hard. You have to ho- you're holding your breath everything hurts okay so like that is one stress is just surviving the event itself uh beyond that the part that you mentioned where we're walking on before we dive is the worst part of it all because when you walk on uh to go and compete at the olympics you've got seventeen thousand people in front of you okay so the stands are full it goes up 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 you can't even see the end (laughs) and you know the whole world's watching you like the whole millions 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 Exactly. And like, this will be on YouTube forever after. So like, do not screw up now. So like, you're thinking about all of that before and you know that like, this is not the right things to think right now. Focus on what I'm going to do. And when it's just, when it's duet, when it's, it feels like it's two of you against the world. Mm-hmm. So like, you feel pretty small <laughs> when you're going to walk on. So you can feel your heart just like pounding out of your chest. I mean, uh, So that's duet. 
And uh, team, it's a little bit better because there's more people around you. So you feel like there's like a bubble protecting you. So that one's it's also really stressful because there's a, a whole other element of like highlights not working when we push people up in the in the air, like screwing up other things. But when it's duet is the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I can see From the fun. team, the team being stressful. Because, oh, sorry, the duet being stressful, but the team. It's like there's so many people that can fuck up. You can hide and just hide. You're hiding. No one's looking at you. And you kind of all look alike. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. Honestly, at least when I watched your video, I didn't know which one was you. I thought, yeah. honestly. <laughs> that's the goal. It's like, anytime I, I don't like flying, but like, I, I'm okay with flying. But the reason I am, I'm like, there's so many other people on board. If we go down, they're all going down with me. So oh, I like, that's I feel, really, really I feel, good <laughs> analogy. Really I, good analogy. Go team. Go team. I love it. Um, maybe so just, idea, <laughs> sorry, I, I want to go, no, no, we'll talk about that ahead. when she, when, after she leaves. The idea that, your fear of flying is okay because if you die, other people die with you. That is not a cool way to make yourself feel better. But you know what? It works. It works. Sure. I, okay. I'm if it gets you on that plane flyer. on a boys' trip, that's if that's exactly. what you need. That's fine. That's all that matters. All my You're friends are dying too. That's okay. Okay. Sorry, bitch. I stole one of your questions. Go ahead. That's okay. I'll steal one of yours. So, um, okay. no, I'm just joking. But maybe just take us inside what a day of of training looks like. I know you said it's like 40 hours a week. Is there like weights involved? Um, you know, like what, what does it consist of exactly? And how early does it start? That's one of my questions mm. too. Are you like most, uh, I knew a water polo player really well and she had to be in the water 6 a.m. I don't know why that was, but are do you have to start early in the morning in the water to add on to BJ's? Yeah. So uh, training for the last um, six years when I was at the Olympic Center in Montreal, we would start at 6.45 in the morning. So show up at 6.45 before traffic was the rush now. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, start at 6.45, ready to start swimming the actual routine. So we'd warm up, do swimming laps for the first 15 minutes or so. Um, just hold then, on, hold on. Just 15 minutes of laps, by the way, Beach. Do you realize how exhausting that is? Okay. Yeah, I know how exhausting. That's the easy part. You're also yeah. on mute, which is good yeah, for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. yeah, that's okay. Sorry. Go, Go ahead, Elise. <laughs> uh, after that, you'd swim 7 to 10.30. Uh, 10.30, we'd have a lunch break until 11. And then we'd get back into the water um, at 11, and then we'd swim around uh, 1.30 or so. And the easiest training season, uh, sometimes it would finish around 1.30. So I could zip to school and be uh, sitting in university from 2 till 5 for class. Or um, in training that was getting closer to the Olympics, we'd get out at 1.30 and get into the gym to do weights um from like 145 until 245 there's some training that sometimes were extended in training camp until 330 or so um we did a bj for to answer the rest of your question so we had weights like normal weights like full-on the whole lifting thing squats and and chin-ups and uh, the, the the normal usual training weights uh we had ballet and dance as well because extension posture that's a big part of of the Jeez. sport Jeez. We had speed swimming. Um, so, uh, Jonathan, if uh, 15 minutes of swimming <laughs> scares you, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not talk about what we were actually doing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that, that those were kind of the biggest components of, of what we would do. So, uh, you're, you're pretty tired at the end of the day. And then you have to go to school because you won't get rich from the sport. So, you still have to get educated. <laughs> Wow. Was this every day, Elise, or five times wow. a week, three times a week? Uh, that was six days a week. So that was Monday to Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you get used to it and you, you don't even notice it by after a few weeks or a few months. But if you look back at it now, you think to yourself, could you still do that? Honestly? No. 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 It's Once, incredible. When, when you're in it, you're good. Because you yeah. start so young too. Like I was in sports school, so I like got used to it. And then, you know, you've got that like 
target laser goal of like I want to go to the Olympics. I want to go again. I want to go get that medal. So like you you just you go and you grind at it, and then once you're out, you learn to snooze. <laughs> That's you know? unbelievable. That's <laughs> never unbelievable. learned that there was a snooze button on the alarm. <laughs> I mean, in wintertime, wintertime, getting up before the sun is just, I don't care who you are. If you're not, even if you're a morning person, nothing's worse than getting up in winter at five 30 in the morning and it's still pitch black, but and then you, you get it. out of the pool at three 30 and it's still pitch black. <laughs> so you haven't seen the sun almost <laughs> uh, all day. Yeah. Um, wow. Really cool. Okay. My question is, um, I, since I was watching a lot of your videos, Elise, I noticed that um, there's a lot of splashing and this may sound silly, but I don't like getting water in my eyes. Like when I'm in the pool, I close my eyes and you're up and above the water, then you're below, then you're up. Like there's constant splashing. Do you keep your eyes open during that and just are completely used to it by now? Like you're not bothered by water in your eyes at all? Uh, you get used to it. So I think you probably become just more resilient at it through the years. Because when you swim, uh, you have to have your eyes open. If you don't have your eyes open, you don't know where you are uh, physically. So your eyes water, are open. Right? Your eyes are open the whole time, yeah. including including underwater. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh you blink God. like we all do right now. <laughs> but yes, you you because you want to see timing. So like when in duet, uh, you kind of look through the water to see the legs of your partner to make sure that the synchronization stays the same. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it hurts though. Like chlorine, chlorine hurts, yeah. and then if you if you happen to swim in a in a salted pool, it's awful. Yeah, um, I I read somewhere it was like um, they're not crying because they lost; they're crying because of the chlorine and yeah. all the like toxins in their eyes and stuff. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, it's painful. It's it's a weird kind of pain. You just I watched some. You know, they show the replays in slow mo, Elise, and you could see that your head is kind of looking up, you're parallel to the water, and all you see is just like, blah, splashes <laughs> repeatedly in your eyeballs. And it's just, you're staring right through it. You got your big eye. And I just was wondering, okay, are they feeling this? Do they close them and I can't tell? Under Underwater, can you, you know if you're underwater doing a spinning routine and you open your eyes and you see your partner looking at you, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not supposed to be seeing your face right now. And it's, it's funny because that kind of happened at the Olympics and duets. We had a figure that was uh, spinning for quite a long time on the slower music, if you go and look back. And I remember at the end in prelims, we we talked out, and then I remember looking at my partner, and she was facing the wrong way, and I was like, "This way." So cool. That's what I mean. Why, like life just goes in slow motion. Then that you have time to like pick up the smallest thing and the weirdest memory. Oh my god! Very I can't cool. even keep my eyes open in the shower. Like honestly, yeah, no, I know. I have to rub either. my eyes. I, I, like, it's not like it was a pleasure, you know, like you just uh, got to do it. Not like makes fun of my shower faces because I'm just like, I'm constantly <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what's with me in water, but it's not a good mix. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, BJ, I have one more and then like kind of like a quick yes or no, but I think you're up. Go ahead. You sure? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I guess like what's your, what's your, you've had so many like amazing moments at the Olympics. Give me like your, your one favorite moment that really sticks out for you. There's so many. Uh, there's two that comes to mind, three, okay, that are really powerful in my mind. So first is that junior world championship. I was 15 years old. Um, it was my first national junior team. We had that. Uh, the competition was in Moscow. I was uh, training in Edmonton before, which from Quebec City, it's, it's quite far in English. My English was a good then. Like it was the big sum of everything. I had mono and I kept oh, training geez. through it. And I finished third in the solo event. 
And I was wow. like the youngest. Yeah. So like that was just like, oh my God. That's, that's when small. you know and that I, you're, that's when you know you're going to be in the Olympics one day. When you can yeah. do that. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I remember seeing the Canadian flag going up and like 15 years old, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. It reminds me of that uh, swimmer, uh, Penny, Penny, Ale- is it Alexiak? Penny? Alexiak. Yeah. So like she, she won the Olympics. That's different. She's <laughs> another thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was just junior. Close. Work, but still, close enough. Yeah, close enough. This, this goes, yeah. She didn't have mono uh, though. She didn't have mono. So. That's exactly. True. That's, that's, true. that's that's the whole difference. <laughs> that's one. And then the other one at um, Worlds in 2009, um, in a, one of the events, we managed to beat Spain, which were on the Olympic podium the year before. So, like, Fuck. that was kind of our first time stepping up as a team onto the international podium at Worlds with all the best judges, the best teams. That was pretty powerful. And then uh, the last swim at the Olympics in 2012 was pretty pretty cool because nice. we were such a good team uh we know for most of us it was our last olympics our last performance so that comes with obviously with mixed feelings but at the same time we're just so proud of this one that we did so yeah nice. so no awesome. emotion beach will never understand what it feels like to to finish at the olympics to perform at the olympics like just when we think about your best moment and it's nothing nothing no. compared to that no. it's crazy it's no. remarkable it's honestly um Elise, how do you decide what what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But in your situation, the song or the routine? Uh, neither. The theme usually, the story. Oh, geez, you just blew my mind. What? Wow. <laughs> can you? Huh? Can you? So you pick. Okay, what? maybe this is too long of a question. I, maybe. What? Okay, hold on. Um, do, okay. <laughs> I can't I don't explain. Know. I don't understand thank what you, just thank happened. You, thank I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't Please even know explain. how to ask a follow-up. Please, <laughs> Elise, take so, over. So for the Olympics, for example, in um, in London, so we wanted to do a routine that was going to reflect Canadian, uh, but at the same time be accepted and memorable by the judges, by the public. You want the public to go crazy because if the public goes crazy, that helps, right? Like it's, it's a judge sport. It's a performance, like you said. So for our free team, we picked the Cirque du Soleil because is there anything more Canadian mm. and more known than Cirque? Uh, <laughs> and it's true. good days, obviously. Um, so we picked a couple of songs from there. So we really wanted that story to be like, this is Canada, this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is what we're known for across the world. So that was for our, our free program. For the tech program, we went with football slash soccer. Um, to again, it's a technical program. Usually it's super boring. So like, how can we make this a little bit more interesting and really appeal to the uh, London crowd? Um, so that's what Incredible. I mean. Like, we pick a- the story and then we pick the music that fits with, and then we build up the choreography. Wow. I would Unreal. have never guessed that. Never. <laughs> wow. Beach, try to beat that question. I, I I don't know if I want to go next. That's like okay. um, that's like Vince <laughs> Carter in the dunk contest, and the person has to that has to go after him. I got um, one. I got one. That's really good. Okay, cool. It's as almost as good as that one. Um, how comfortable are the beds when you're when you're performing the Olympics <laughs> and you're staying in the village? How comfortable are the beds? You're so tired. I can't remember. You okay. fall that's asleep. Answer. That's an answer. Like this. Yeah. You're out cold. Okay. How about the I, night before? Are you feeling the beds the night before? You fall asleep just fine if you wake up a little earlier with a busy mind. Wow. That was me, at least. I used to get excited like when I went to soccer tournaments that meant nothing and I couldn't sleep. Can you imagine the fucking level of excitement? And I would wake up every hour. I feel like that's a fear is that, oh, I don't want to wake up too many times because you're not going to get that REM sleep. You're not going to get that pregame sleep. But 
I think everyone who performs at the Olympics did not get eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. It's almost That's impossible. okay. You've got adrenaline that kicks in, right? So oh, yeah. You could stay up all night. It makes and up for it. Totally. After the Olympics, you must sleep like a baby, just out, like intoxicated, <laughs> after, intoxicated. After, yeah, after a couple of good nights of celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, one question, like what's the prime years for, for artistic swimming? Like, is it is there, you know, like a gymnastics, it's like, I don't know, like 15 to 18 or something, or I think even yeah. 18 is too old. I, I, I Like, what's the prime yeah. years? Good question. So for duet and team, it's probably a little bit younger. So between 19 and 23, 24, okay. because uh, the sport, again, with the training hours and the repetition, it gets really hard on shoulders, hips, knees, back, just about everybody. Part. <laughs> and right. So like there's a point where your body is struggling to handle the workload. In okay. solo, it's a little bit older um, because it kind of takes a maturity, um, just like a performer, uh, to be able to display emotion. So solos are kind of a whole other game where you have to be super technical, but you also have to have that maturity that the 19-year-old's not going to have yet. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, BJ, I think I saw one of yours that I wrote, and then you apparently had it as well. Um, I need to know this question, and I... The, the the I need to ask this, Beach. I'm sorry if it's one of yours, but no, no, I, I, I think we both want to know how long can you hold your breath? Now, not that long. <laughs> but when you're in your prime, how long? How long did you have to hold your breath during your prime underwater? Um, probably three minutes and a half is the longest. Do not try this at home; it is uncomfortable. <laughs> so, like a, a minute? Three minutes and a half. Wow. No. <laughs> Listen, I know you're trying to sound like you're a cool Olympian and all that stuff, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Three, three minutes and a half. And, and like really for human Jeez. beings, it's going to take quite a while before you actually die from holding your breath. It's just you don't feel good. Um, so yeah, you've gotten to the point. You've gotten to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm out of air. My lungs are empty. I need to breathe, but I can't just yet. So you'll do an extra five seconds and you'll start to feel you want, you're not dying, obviously, but you'll start to feel dizzy or something. Is that what happens? Um, so the three minutes and a half in context too, is like, if you're not moving, so like your heart rate is low, you're just like, you could try to keep your brain busy with whatever. So that was some kind of training we used to do when we were younger. Okay. Um, in, in the, in the routine context, it's really different because our heart rate is at 180 ish for most of the choreography. So between like 160 and almost 200, depending on, on which athlete you're talking to. Um, and then we hold our breath for about half of the routine. So if the routine's four minutes long, so we're going to hold it about two minutes, but throughout, like 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and then back and forth. Beach, are you fathoming? Do you realize how long that is? Yeah, have you tried? Try, have you tried holding your breath recently? Like after this call? <laughs> Go for like a I, run and hold your breath for 15 seconds as long. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. It's not just holding your breath sitting there. You also yeah. have to be at full fucking exercise. Honestly, Elise, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. They don't tell you that when you start the sport at five, six, seven, eight years old. They don't tell you like that. No, because all the kids will quit. They'd be like, screw this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Day one of training. Okay. Swim there and come back and I'll time you how long it takes to do a lap. Okay. Next exercise. Hold your breath and go running for five minutes. Oh, you didn't come yeah. back? Okay, you're not competing. You're not competing. Oh, okay. We have one person. Yeah, we so we seen tried Elise. to get the kids to do that a bit later. <laughs> Where's Elise? Never... We haven't seen her in like 10, 15 minutes. Is she coming back? I'm not sure Fuck, what's going on. That's here. remarkable. I never thought of that. And again, I was like, oh, okay, uh, fine. I'll try to hold my breath for maybe 30, 40 seconds. Like, I'm going to go to the shower and I'll, I'll try to do it right now. And I'll be like, you know what, Elise? I almost did it for a minute. That's not that bad. And then you're, you would remind me. Oh, were you running full speed? Were you on a treadmill? <laughs> were you were you sprinting? 
That's very, very impressive. Um, oh my God. Beach, I'm, I think, are you up or you want me to go? Uh, I think I'm up. Last, this is my last question I have. Um, what's your like prep routine look like? Are you like meditating, listening to music, stretching? Like, what does that look like for you before an event? So a day of competition can be anywhere between like one and three events. So like there are day at Worlds where I was competing a duet team and then another event as well. Uh, so like one, so like it, it will depend. At the Olympics usually was just one uh, per day, but it's still pretty, pretty long. So you start in the morning. Uh, you, we usually go to a, a training at another pool, uh, make sure that we get the routine again, <laughs> just making sure we remember it, you know. Um, and then that's maybe like, I don't know, two hours in a bit. And then we come back to the village, uh, get our hair, uh, hair ready, makeup, suit, all that stuff. And then we go to the competition pool. Then we do, we have again another about two hours there. And then the comp- you get out of the pool, you put your actual competition suit on, you get back in to warm up like on the other practice pool on the side there's always lots of pools for these big competitions Jesus. and then and then you walk around to the call room where you're going to go and perform right before so meditation yes and no there's a lot of silence sitting time where you just need to like stay composed and try <coughs> to not overthink anything um, and you try to keep your energy you hydrate a lot and there's not really much done, time like it's not like the masters in golf beach where they're just sitting around <laughs> smoking cigarettes, tea and uh, trying to no. finish up. Smoking no, c- and you're cold. You're cold. Cause, like you change, you change swimsuits like two, three times. The water's always cold. It's at like 26, 27 degrees Celsius. So like, and you're skinny as a stick as you've trained so hard. Right? Like, there's nothing left. So wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm look sorry. at hockey. Look at hockey warm up, man. They're shooting pucks around with their helmets <laughs> off, just skating around in circles. This is crazy. So, like, how taxing is one event? Like, after an event, are you exhausted? Um, duet, solo, yes. Okay. When you swim duet and solo, you realize that team isn't as taxing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, you could just dog it in the back. Nobody's paying attention. There's, like, yeah. <laughs> nobody. Nobody's watching. Yeah, yeah, nobody. Nobody's Obviously, watching. You, usually, it's the top two or, or top three four that would be into the duet so like right. it would, the, the the routines for duet are always like one step up in terms of technical difficulty and and everything okay and um, so, so it gives you perspectives so like in 2008 i thought because i was just doing team then i thought that oh my god this is so, so difficult and then as i started doing duet i was like all right team's pretty chill after all <laughs> oh, nice okay interesting um what about you're saying that you have to get skinny because you're on uh, you know a fitness regime and all this stuff you, you don't tr- have to get skinny. You train 40 hours a week. It just happens. It happens. <laughs> no <choice>. So <laughs> when it comes to like when you're training locally at home, you have your bed, you have your food, you have your meals. When you have to travel to Italy or to Germany or Moscow, you don't have access to your same food. Um, what do you do in that situation? Like, do you bring your pillow with you and do you bring certain foods that you want to keep? How do you adjust to this, these uncontrollables? Yeah, uh, again, really good question. Um, so for like pillow and stuff like that, that depends on the people. So for me, that's never something that really mattered. So I have my little like airplane pillow that's been in the closet for a year and a bit now. Um, I, in terms of food, so we were super lucky. We had a dietitian traveling with us and oh, she had a sweet. suitcase full of snacks. Um, at the Olympics in the village, they bring a bunch of Canadian food as well. So like I, <laughs> I requested V8. So like I, we had a bunch of V8 in the village as well. I always traveled with peanut butter and Nutella. 
because uh, for me that was something that was really easy to digest in the morning before going to swim upside down and um, so yeah you try to bring somewhat comfort food and snacks that you know your system can digest well because um again like the sport is not easy you're not you're holding your breath a bunch and uh your, your heart rate's at 180 so your stomach doesn't always feel great <laughs> so your go-to is did you say your go-to was <laughs> nutella for breakfast nutella toast Okay. And then, yeah. Apparently, apparently, that's not healthy. Just so you know. But again, are you it saying because? So maybe it's okay because it's obviously just. I think each. I think each jar has. I don't remember what it is, but there's like a full pack of sugar in each spoonful or something like that. But that wasn't a worry for you because you're like, I don't give a fuck. The energy is getting burnt off anyway. Burning so maybe it. it was a quick fix, right? Well, for me, it it's like just something that was, yeah, for me, that was just something that I knew my stomach could handle going upside down and then spinning and, and all of that. So maybe because it's sugary and I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. Okay. She's, she's burning off those calories in like two three seconds. That, that, was, that was not a concern. I was really yeah. lucky for, uh, I was, I was built, I guess, for the sport and um, I could eat just about anything I wanted. So I started eating salad after I stopped swimming. And stop eating Nutella after I stop swimming. It's a good thing. That's better than doing the opposite. Eating salads when you're trying to do the Olympics and then eating Nutella when you're done the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good idea. Um, You've been asked this question. Sorry, Beach. I was going to say you've been asked this question probably a thousand times. So I'll try to put a positive spin on it. What's one superstition that you're kind of not embarrassed Mm -hmm. about, but that you, you try not to tell anybody or that you kind of hide a little bit? I'm sure you've been asked what superstitions do you have? But I want to know what's one that you're kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't have this one or she, I hate it. I have to keep doing this. I don't want to do this anymore, but I do it. Is there any like types of those things? There's three things that comes to mind. They're weird, but it's, I don't think it's like anything too concerning, I guess. One is that I always had a water bottle until like the last second, like before I go swimming, I'd be like, here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I drink. The more stress I am, the more I drink water. So that's a bit odd. Um, my nose clip. Um, if my nose clip broke, because it's just like, it just holds, obviously, because when you yeah. go upside down, it's kind of nice yeah. uh, to not have water go up your nose. So if my nose clip broke right before, that was not nice. That so wait, you, you have, you, I've, I know that you plug your nose for obvious reasons, because yeah. when we want to go upside down in the water for fun, we block our nose so you yeah. don't get... So that can break during a routine or beforehand? Not before. So like when you put it on, uh, like it's metal in between, right? So if, when you put it on, it could break like this. Uh, yeah, well, so that would, happened to me twice. And so I what do you do? Like that. Well, yeah, that, that makes you rattled a bit maybe, right? Yeah, you freak out a little bit internally because like that's the one tool you need to work, you know? So what happens? What do you do? <laughs> like do, do your you, job. Well, do you we, find we had like three or four in our suits, so... Of course, in those bathing suit one. bathing suit pockets, Beach. It's in the bathing suit pocket. Exactly. <laughs> that's a thing, actually. No. That's a thing. No, no, you just you just put it onto the side <laughs> I so fell that you for could it. access it. I fell for it. This is how much I go in the water, by the way. This is this is like <laughs> as long as it's not like okay. So I'm six feet. So as long as the pool is five feet, I'm good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Because you totally. didn't start young enough. I didn't. They throw you're right. you in the water when you when you're like three, four, five, six months. Then nope. I think you figure it out. So, didn't by happen. the way, um, Elise, don't do that to your kids because I've seen videos of that from the <laughs> '70s where they actually took like four-month-old babies and they throw them into the pool. Have you guys? Seen uh, we this? haven't thrown her into the pool, my daughter, but she's been swimming since like she was two months, I think. I see oh. them like lowering them into the pool. No, no, no. Per- There's a video I- of <laughs> literally <laughs> standing on the deck, standing on the pool deck. And giving them the old heave, 
two-handed heave into the pool. No, no, poor no, thing. No, He's going to be traumatized for life. Stop. I'm no, telling see, you. That's probably what happened to me. That's probably what happened to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it made them. It DJ? made them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we were on a boys trip. We were at Helen's house and we forced you to go in the pool past your right. knees because you didn't yeah, want to go past your knees. Probably. We took you to like your shoulders. I think we were the people that threw you in the pool, but it wasn't <laughs> a throw. Thing. It was a holding your hand walking <laughs> and you weren't three months. You were, I think, 23. I was definitely a grown man. Absolutely. Listen, I respect that. I'm not a good swimmer. I'm definitely a weak swimmer. I, um, you're not a swimmer at all. And it's it can be scary. I, I get it. But Elise oh. is laughing at you because she can literally swim upside well, down. I can't, I, can't, I can't do much of any other sports. So, you, you know, makes up for it. You could destroy me like eight months pregnant easily. Easily. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, can yeah. you play water polo, Elise? Have you, ever, have you ever played around with water polo? My and eye coordination is not great. Um, okay. So I could throw the ball, but I'm not confidently sure I could uh, catch it. Okay. And they're okay. like they're skilled. They have they yeah the whole they like have it figured out. Yeah, yeah it's a, I've learned I've learned volleyball since, but uh, that's yeah the and I like I didn't do it enough when I was young. That's true. Apparently, and she seems yeah. so nice. Water polo players apparently are so dirty. Like. They're yeah. nice human beings, you know? No, I think I told you those stories, Beach. Let's not. Yeah, let's you not... told me some of those. Yeah. No, absolutely. there's things that are happening under the water. I'll leave it at that. We, <laughs> we don't want to go there. Um, I have, Beach, do you have another one? Yeah, I do. So how did you get into artistic swimming, uh, Elise? Um, the most boring way possible, I guess. So my parents <laughs> put me into swimming lessons when I was like three, four. Okay. And then the instructor told my parents like, hey, your daughter really looks like she's enjoying swimming. You should put her like, and she's, it was colors then. I don't know if you guys did colors too. And I was like too advanced for like, now it's animals, I think it's like turtle, whale, whatever, <laughs> dolphin. So anyway, it was, it was colors. She's right. Then, and it is. Too, too, advanced, it... too advanced for my age. So the instructor said like, hey, you should put your daughter in competitive sport, swimming, diving, or synchro. And so diving, my mom was gonna scared I was going to kill myself, which she was probably right. And <laughs> swimming, my dad was slightly traumatized because he swam a bit and he, it was too early. And he's like, no, no, we're not doing that. And so synchro it was. So I started, okay. I was four. And I started once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. And then by grade four, I was in a sports school. Wow. That's, would you ever consider, looking back at it now, would you ever consider diving? Or would, would you say no? No, <laughs> I'm scared of height. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if any divers are scared of heights. I wonder. That I don't know. Sport seems yeah. like bonkers. And I'm I'm too tall too. I think. I yeah. I don't think that would be for me. How tall That's are true. you? Uh, five seven. That would be too tall for diving. I mean, wouldn't you look longer in the air? Like, wouldn't it be more? What do I know? I have no idea. I don't know. My my <laughs> friends that were uh, divers at the Olympics and they're in Tokyo right now, uh, qualifying for the games. They're uh, most of them are pretty tiny. I never yeah. noticed that. I mean, on TV, yeah. every oh, yeah. everyone yeah, you see on TV, everyone on TV is like shorter than five ten. Maybe like it's every very, actor, every actress. It's, it's very similar to gymnasts. Like you have to be yeah. very yeah, small. Yeah, because the center of gravity is lower, I guess. So maybe it's I don't know. And yeah. the splash. Apparently, the splash is the big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have two questions. Uh, I'll end with the second one. The first one is: if you had to play in a winter sport, what would it be? Winter Olympic event. What would it be? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of consideration here so it's like the odds of meddling as a Canadian um, so uh, okay that's true okay let's do the odds of you okay what sport do you think you'd okay let's do two <laughs> categories 
Which winter event do you think you could maybe podium or come close to? And which one would you actually enjoy doing the most? So that eliminates all hand-eye coordination ones. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, there's not that many in the winter. Right, exactly. Um, I think closest to my sport would have been figure skating. That's one that I really liked as a kid as well. So up to grade three, and then I had to make a choice on which one I was going to. <laughs> Regular um, water or frozen water. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, that, and because like everything is so similar to it. In terms of meddling as a Canadian, female hockey, I guess, would be the, uh, the easy pick. Mm, Not that what? I like. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, because, like, really name one, uh, like, Canadian uh, Olympic female hockey team that did not medal, right? Like, it's they're, like, it's gold or silver. Like, silver is the end of the world for, because we're so strong. So, it's... Would you be I, the I'm worst, would, would you be the worst, would you be the worst player on the team? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I've never played hockey, so I would definitely be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought, yeah. Great team spirit. <laughs> okay. How about what other summer event? If you could be like, guys, I'm done with synchro. I have some energy. I want to perform in the floor exercise, the the pole vault. The I could see you being, I guess, um, what's the one that does the most amount of twirling? Would it be like the, what's the one where they run full speed and then they jump off that that springboard? Oh, yeah. Huh. The vault? Uh, is the vault? Pole, vo- pole vault? Pole vault? Pole vault? Oh, I was thinking that one too. Okay, sure. Would you do that? No, I'm thinking but the no, one no. you sprint. Oh, you're, you thinking sprint. Gym, you're thinking gymnastics. Gymnastics. You sprint full, oh, okay. then there's that little springboard and you, you jump on yeah. it and then you push your hands off the, the pummel board. I think I would be a foot, I would probably be a foot too tall for that. And I did gymnastics as a kid and I hated every second of it. So okay. I don't think that would have been a good pick. Um, I didn't have a coach that was really convincing on, on making the sport fun. And I was like four or five. So anyway, um, beach volleyball is actually <laughs> yes. like something that I learned later. I, I knew nothing about volleyball until I stopped swimming. My husband played a bit. Um, and now that's like our rec sport. I'm not good, but I love the sport. So yeah. And being five, better. seven, being five, seven, I think that puts you in a good spot for, uh, for beach volleyball. It's pretty I'd tall. The, I'd be the small one of the two. Still, <laughs> but, yeah. still no, you're, you can spin yeah. around, you can spin around and get yeah. any, any, you can fetch any ball for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Beach, if you have one more questions, let me know uh, one more question. Cause I have one that I want to end off with. And I'm curious if you have one. Yeah, no, you go ahead, Jay. Okay. All right. So this one I just wrote now based on after talking to you, um, tell us please one myth about the Olympics and one myth about synchro or about artistic swimming. Like what's Ooh. one thing that people, this is your best question yet. Sorry. It is. Yes. 100%. Well, I saved it for the end. The rest was fluff. So this, this would sound yeah. the best. One um, Olympic with, myth. Yeah. yeah. I'll start with the sport one because that's a bit easier. I think. Um, one about the sport is that, uh, we're just like pretty girls and it's not athletic. And that's always something that comes, comes back in the debate because of the artistic portion of it. And that it's not athletic. It's like, go, go in a pool, stay in the middle of it for eight hours, like without <laughs> doing anything technical and let's see how you feel. And then I'll we say, can have a chat. I'll say it right now. I can I could not do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> For two minutes, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So, but and and you're not the one saying like this is not a sport, for sure. Right? No, so, of course not. Of course not. So yeah, there was some interesting Twitter debate before the Olympics that I can remember that some of my teammates got really like fired up about right. and decided to defend the point. So that would be about the sport. So hold on a second. Hold on. Someone is claiming that it's just a bunch of pretty girls that are just dancing in the water and there's no it's, athletic requirement. It's not a sport. It's pretty clear. Olympics. It's, I mean, I'm convinced after talking to you for 42 minutes, I could never come close to doing it. And my respect level was, okay, There, it's an Olympic event. They don't just throw any easy activities into the Olympics. It doesn't exist, except video games. Beach, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Is that in the Olympics? 
It's going to be. No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Continue. Very, very sad. Very sad. Subject uh, for another day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just listening to you talk today, it's remarkable what you do. And the fact that those people are saying that, they clearly have never come close to trying anything in the water uh, related to synchronized swimming. Like they've never yeah. tried it, obviously. And that, Mis- misunderstanding. Yeah. It's just pure. That's cowardice, man. That's purely cowardice to yeah. say that. Um, okay. Totally. So that's a very good myth that I think this podcast would change anybody's mind, honestly. So For that's sure. good. Uh, and then what's one myth about the general Olympics? The general Olympics. I don't know if it's a myth or just a subject of debate, I guess, but some, a, a lot of people would think that you come back from the Olympics and like, you're famous, you're rich. And then you have that, mm. like your life is set up afterwards. It is not true. <laughs> like you have, <laughs> you have to put everything in place. And for some people it is true. Like they come back and, Yes. Uh, obviously, the, the medalists, if they have a great story, they'll have the fame that comes with it. If they're able to sell their story, they'll be able to live of it, off of it. Are they going to be happy doing that their whole life? I don't know. Um, so, like, that's – and uh, in Canada, we're pretty lucky because they like there's carding in place for most sports, um, meaning that we receive some, some funds monthly or so during the years on the national team. Tuition is uh, mostly paid for. Ah, so, that's like, sweet. That's great. To it. That's really, really cool. But again, at the, at the same time, my husband competed for the, uh, the Olympics as well in a sport that is not funded. So like my and his experience are completely different. I was, I was, yeah, I was explaining that to Jay a little bit last episode, I think it was. And you were t- about to grass yeah, and about yeah. like finishing third. It's like you- if you're the fastest man in the world, like, yeah, you're going to get sponsorships. You're probably going to like have some money. If you work but, at it. If yeah, you work at it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, But then but there's then the other sports. Yeah. The other and, sports and that are like not getting that the, attention. The career after too, because like we see the the job I had before working at Indeed was to help athletes transition out of sport. Because mm. it doesn't mean that because you get five, six, seven, eight, nine Olympic medals that you know what you're gonna do. What's gonna be the next great thing in your life that motivates you to get out of bed and be happy every day. So totally. like that is something that you have to take the time to discover and train as well. Just like we train sport to. Because the expectations, <laughs> after you've gone to the Olympics, your expectations of life are a little messed up. <laughs> the <laughs> well, highs I mean, are not as high. The yeah, lower what's, not the, as low. what's the max you can go to the Olympics? Maybe 12 years? Like just based Well, look off- at that um, Look at that Canadian speed skater. I forget her name, Beach. You know who I'm talking about. She's the, the redhead. She's uh, been Katrina, Katrina, Katrina Lindy. Clara Hughes. No, she's right. Clara oh. Hughes. Okay. I think she's been at four Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And, and different events, summer and winter, actually, as well. Summer and winter, yeah. yeah. So, that's like, not. in equestrian, then there's one guy that's been to six Olympics. I think in equestrian, you can go, uh, obviously, quite a bit later into mm-hmm. your life as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, six or eight, like, something ridiculous. Um, but wow. for most for most people, it would be one, maybe two. Maybe two, right. But, yeah, yeah, maybe you could do a third. Your body is a, I shouldn't say that. Your body would be like, okay, listen, I'm up for this if you are, but... Your brain is like, no fucking way. <laughs> I want to focus instead of just like showing up for the third one. I want to be yeah. able to do a career. So we talked about that. Actually, equestrian, the fact that you can do that for 24 years tells you that maybe it's, it's so not. Cool. Yeah, it's so I don't cool, doubt that it's right? cool. I don't you doubt that it's cool. You have to stay small. You can't grow. You have to stay, stay <laughs> the same size. And like, I wouldn't say the training is necessarily as rigorous it's as just di- it's, it's different, right? It's, it's a different, different type of training. It's and everything... It's not so much judging one sport versus the other. It's just the requirements are so different. Like I did my first Olympic at 19. I don't think you can do that in equestrian. You know, like there's. That's true. And honestly, this this may sound odd, but 
you're not going to be riding that same horse for all your Olympics. You're probably on a different horse That's each true. Olympics. That is yeah. true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. So yeah. you have to retrain so a horse yeah. each time. I think the demand is the same, but like Elise said, it's it's just different. It's different. Like you're yeah. probably putting in the same amount of hours. Are, is it extraneous all the time? Maybe not. I don't know. I have know nothing about square. And like we, th- we, there's one in Canada that did that, right? Like it's not like it's common, right? Like there's right. one Michael Phelps, there's one Usain Bolt. Right. So, so yeah, like, there are those extreme cases. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the last thing I wanted to bring up based on what you said. Michael Phelps, the most medal, the most decorated Olympian, I think of all time. Where the heck is he? Oh, I'm sure. He's I think doing he's fine. trying to figure it out. And Elise you know? just like pointed to that. She's like. Yeah, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be like rolling in the dough. I'm sure he has sponsorships somewhere, but yeah, yeah he, he's got he's got money, but I don't think it's like money and happiness. Again, the expectations mm-hmm. are just like pro sports, right? Like if football or hockey players, baseball players, when they retire, like they often stay in sport because that's where the comfort is. But as an agent, you're not going to make as much as a player. Uh, as a coach, you won't make as much as a player. So like you kind of have to readjust how you see life and what you want to do, how you want to do it, what, and it's just, you're completely taken out of your comfort zone and you have to reinvent yourself. And that's right. how professional athletes go bankrupt. <laughs> right, <laughs> right there. Okay. Eight year contract, 200 mil, uh, finished my eighth year. Okay. I'm going to go into sports broadcasting. Uh, is this my paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the easy part about amateur sport. You don't make that much. So the drop's not as big. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, Elise, listen, uh, we kept you longer than we, we, we anticipated, but truthfully, I loved every second of that. I'm, I hope you did too beach and Elise, I, I, I hope you didn't mind those questions. I hope they weren't too no, ridiculous or anything like that. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. So you go back to being a mom and soon to be mom of two. <laughs> pick up my daughter now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a huge thank you for arranging the time to do this. I know you're still very busy with work and with your other stuff on the side. So thank you. Thank you for answering honestly. And uh, it was so entertaining. And my respect level has absolutely skyrocketed for your sport. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so well, much. Tell, tell your tell your daughter, kids, any any kids you know to go give it a try. And get them in the pool before they're like BJ. <laughs> 100%. That's the one takeaway from this podcast. Get your kids in the pool at a young age, please. Yeah. I right mean, the, the moral of the story was... The Olympic and the difficulties and impressiveness, but also <laughs> throw your kids in the pool as soon as you can. Just start young, start them young. You got Absolutely it. amazing. All right, Beach and I are going to stay on for talk for a couple minutes, Elise. Uh, you can you can jump off. And uh, again, huge thanks and all the best. I'm not going to see you again because you're on uh, maternity starting very soon, if not now. Yeah. So a pleasure and all the best. Thank you. Thank thanks, you Elise. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Oh boy, talk about. Uh, Respect level skyrocketing for a sport that Unreal. I knew absolutely nothing about. I knew Unreal. nothing about synchro. I knew it was hard. And Man. three and a half. Okay. Let's talk about, I don't have too much time here. Let's, let's take maybe five, six minutes. Okay. What's the biggest takeaway? I don't know if you need a minute. Cause I probably need to listen to this episode again to really what stood out the most from the way. But the thing that's in my head right now is three and a half minutes holding your breath while you're going at full tilt. That's wild. That's definitely. I, I'm not how is that steal humanly? Yours. How is that humanly possible? That's crazy. I think for me is the amount of hours they put in the pool a week. That's that's insane. That's insane to me. That's my well, nightmare. You... That's my fucking nightmare right there. But, but yeah, okay, beach, but, but... yeah, you have to go in the pool for forty hours a week. Fuck no. Okay, but hold on. No Replace that with basketball. Oh sure, no problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, that her her basketball court is I know, the swimming pool, but still. She, yeah, fair enough. Fine. Fair enough.
Fair enough. Uh, I couldn't do it. I hate the pool. I hate the smell of the pool. I hate getting dressed for the pool. It's I hate so showering cool. I always see the pool. them getting out and they're fucking shivering and shit. I'm like, that is not enjoyable. That is not fun. And they run that to is- that little rinsing shower. And <laughs> then you got to dry off. And then you got to get chlorine. Listen, like I said, I knew someone who played water polo. Their hair smelled like chlorine oh. almost all the time. Oh. And you have oh. to shampoo every single day. And that destroys your hair. And if you have blonde hair, your hair can go green from chlorine. And the smell Man. of chlorine just doesn't leave. Um, so anyway, that was the biggest thing that stood out for me. And also that myth, the fact that s- people actually downplay a sport that they've obviously never done. There's no way they've done it and then say, you know what? I've done that. And that's pretty easy. Impossible. Yeah. You know what? I think we're guilty of that though. So I, I do want to, I don't want to switch gears. Is it totally. the equestrian? Is it the equestrian? Are you no. not happy with my equestrian? No, coming? no, not the equestrian. <laughs> it's uh, a car racing. Cause, oh fuck! Um, fuck! No, because like I, I, Bowie and Bernie actually sent me a couple videos of racers training, and they are in an extreme amount of pain when they're training, and they are working very hard. What training are they doing? The car driving? They're, they're doing like weightlifting, and they're doing certain things for their neck. Because I guess it's very hard on the spinal cord and the neck. I did some research on this as well. Um, so I think I have to like take a step back and actually admit that, like, okay, car racing is the demand is a lot higher. I'm not saying it's as, as, you know, strenuous as basketball or football or like, you know, any of the major sports, but I think there's a lot of work that gets put into car racing that I had no idea about. Okay, so I'm bottle that up, that. bottle that up, bring it mm-hmm. to a next episode because last sure. documentation we have of NASCAR and F1 is you saying never, ever, ever bring this up again. You were upset uh, I brought it up. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I did say that. You're right. Okay. I'm not a fan of it. I can't watch it. I will never be a fan of it. I hate but, NASCAR and I yes. just don't follow F1. I don't hate on F1 because there seems to be a little bit more skill involved. Yeah. But you wanted me to put it to bed and I did. So if you want to reopen it, <laughs> I'm happy to because I'm we, just we don't have to reopen it. I just want to admit it's more demanding than what I thought. That's I bet you saying. every single sport is. Yeah. But I mean what's so Here's the difference with video games. I don't think it's a sport. <laughs> it's, and no, we're not, not going to revisit no, it's not, it. Okay. It's, not. Okay. Not it's very different. Let's okay. keep this to a, a, an actual elite sport conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. And my, I, my actual anger is increasing around this video games thing because, <laughs> yes, Beach, there is talk of it just making it its way. It's making its, its way into the Olympics. Olympics. What? If they do that, it's going to ruin the entire Olympics for me. Yeah. I'm, I can't. I can't stand it. I can't stand the the, uh, the the whole millions of dollars around something that is just so unhealthy to me in terms of physical fitness. I don't like that thing. But anyway, um, all right. Let's wrap. Beach. Um, super thrilled. Really, really excited. That was aw- that was amazing. She she was unreal. I talked unreal. to her once before. Uh, I mean, we worked together, but I talked to her uh, earlier this week. Just had a quick phone conversation, and I knew right away this was going to be so, so enjoyable because oh. her answers are real. Her answers are quick. They're raw. They're honest, and they're funny. She's enjoyable. Amazing. I could have talked to her for another hour. Like, yeah, she that was, was nice. She was so great. she messaged us. Um, we wanted to chop that up into 30 minutes, but she messaged us saying, uh, guys, don't feel the need to to cut this short. Go ahead and keep mm-hmm. asking questions. And I I was like, no hesitation there because I could have I could have kept going. But I think we kept it to about 45, 50 minutes, which is good. Yeah, um, I'm, so, I'm happy we broke the barrier as well. She was our first female guest. We've been trying and took too long. She came, That's she for came sure. Through. She came through. So that does was awesome. she have the? I mean, we have something pretty cool coming up in. Uh, I want to say it's two weeks or so, uh, where we're not going to reveal who it is. Yeah, but that's right. That'll be that's pretty right. monumental as well. That'll we'll be maybe fun. give a, a little teaser for it next week. But 
Uh, again, good. thanks to Elise. Amazing Olympian conversation, Beach. Why don't you take us home? Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Please check out our social media page uh, at UnscriptedPB on Twitter and on Instagram. We're going to have some content on there. We're trying to keep it more entertaining. We understand that it can get a little dormant at times, but we'll, we'll definitely do our best to keep it up to date. But until the next episode, thanks for listening. And remember that black lives always matter. Peace out. Bye.